Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of San Francisco Giants. Um... Interesting, as the World Baseball Classic is uh, continuing to go on, uh, I'm not going to trash it. I just don't care about it. If you're liking it, great. Great. That's really cool. Um, I don't really care. But if you're, you're, having, you're having fun watching it, terrific. One of the purposes of the World Baseball Classic, uh, uh, ostensibly, is to have the world be associated to the fun and greatness that is watching baseball, expanding it beyond American borders. Now, of course, it does have great appeal beyond some of our borders. Uh, the, you head south, a lot of the Caribbean, Mexico, Venezuela, you know, the Dominican Republic, which is part of the Caribbean, all the big hotbeds of baseball interest, and as is in Japan, China, Taiwan, Korea, lots of baseball there. And we're hoping to expand baseball's interest into Europe and into Africa and to, into other parts of Asia, the Middle East, and also into Australia and to more, into more markets into South America. You know, it would be nice to see Brazil. It would be nice to see Uruguay, Paraguay, Bolivia, Argentina, Chile being, become more embracing of baseball. But I saw something today on the Twitter. Now, I have the Twitter on right now. And on the right-hand corner, do you know what they're doing? They have, I'm watching on my Twitter feed, Winnipeg versus the Winnipeg Jets and the New York Islanders are on the corner of my feed. If I want to click on it right there, I can watch the Winnipeg Jets take on the New York Islanders. Now, I'm not about to because I'm not a I – mean, look it. Hockey's fun. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a diehard hockey fan. But, you know, if I wanted to, I'll look at that. I'll click on that for a while, watch it, get exposed. Maybe it'll be a good game. Maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll just be noise on the background. Hockey's doing it. Let's go with it, baseball. Hell, if you want to do this this World Baseball Classic, put that on the side. Get people, shove it in front of people. You know, if you're trying to expose this game. But I saw something on my Twitter feed on my notifications. I'm going to scroll down to see where this is. Um, Jen Smith, who's, uh, who's on baseball underscore Jen on Twitter. And Michael, who's at Michael T162, both posted something, and this is what it said. It says, uh, Michael wrote, baseball games are blacked out in all of Canada. And Jen Smith said, yes, I know that. Now, this is when I have to start to say, why is this so hard to understand? 
Now, first of all, I've made my feelings on this particular topic, and that is of blackouts. I have made that very, very clear, my stance. I think that they are stupid. I actually think that it hurts the bottom line. And people say, oh, you got to have a blackout games. You got to blackout the games to protect the TV contracts. That's where the money is. It's all about money. Horseshit. It's nothing to do with money. It has to do with fear. Fear that maybe you're wrong. Fear that maybe you say, oh, something different could be brewing. So there's another way people can enjoy stuff. Look at people. I've said this before. People don't sit down at their couch, at the television, to watch stuff. Okay? They watch stuff primarily on their devices. If you start blacking out those devices, they'll click on something else. You don't believe me? I, if I move my hand three-quarters of an inch to the left and my finger one-quarter of an inch up and one-quarter of an inch down... I'm watching the Winnipeg Jets play the New York Islanders. Boom. Done. And I don't have to subscribe in Winnipeg, and I don't have to subscribe in, well, I was going to say Long Island, but I guess the Islanders now play in Brooklyn in front of friends and family. So it's not about fear. I mean, it's not about money. It's about fear because of reality. This is how people watch stuff now. And people are always afraid of something different, something new. Which is why we still do things like look at demographics of like 18, well, we've got to sell the 18 and 35-year-olds because they're, they're the ones who make the, the purchasing. That's who we gotta, uh, we got to market to. That's all based on material from the 60s. And people are afraid to change. People are afraid to say, oh, man, we got to keep playing the television revenue, television revenue. Well, what if there's more revenue? What if you get more eyeballs? What if you get more people into it? What if some people get into hockey? Because now the NHL says, hey, you can just click on and watch it. We'll, we'll, we'll sit right here on your sidebar Twitter saying, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Click on this, click on this, click on this. And you do. Hey, it's pretty good. Boom, you got a hockey fan. Now, what's amazing to me is on the one breath, you're trying to expand baseball beyond the borders of America. And what is the biggest border we have? Canada, which naturally we're not building a wall because, well, you know why. But Canada is a large country in terms of mass. Now, let's go over just something here. How big is Canada? Um, let's see. Canada is three, uh, nearly four million square miles. In terms of total area, it's the second, uh, it's the world's second largest country by total area and the fourth largest by land area. The United States and Canada have the world's longest land border. There are a lot of big countries, a lot of big cities, sorry, in Canada. There's Montreal, there's Toronto, I mentioned Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, Hamilton, Quebec City, Moose Jaw. There's a lot 
of Canada out there. Now, I'm, your pal Sully can't stand here and pretend that I'm a Canadian expert. I know that they're, they have health care. I know they have a, a, a handsome prime minister. I know it gets cold there. I know they love their hockey. And I know that it's strange that if you use the rule of seven, I mean, how long has it been? The last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup were the Montreal Canadiens of uh, 1993. So that is, so it's 2017. And, yeah, I'm going to have to figure this out because I'm trying to do the math in my head because I'm going to do the rule of seven. So it's been 24 years since the Canadians won the Stanley Cup. Now, you use the rule of seven. For those of you new to the rubber sully, um, the rule of seven means you don't really start following a sports team and the ins and outs of, of fandom until you're around seven years old. That's when you start forming your first memories in sports, your first favorite players. It's usually around seven. So if you are... Let's round it down for a second. If you're 30 years old or younger and Canadian, you have no memory of a Canadian Stanley Cup winner. And I don't mean just Canadian, mean the Montreal Canadiens, like the Cup at all being in Canada. So they're big hockey fans. I bet some of them have clicked on their Twitter to watch Winnipeg play the Islanders. But the Islanders not drawing piddly-poo in Brooklyn, um, they should move. Now, I would like to see them move to a place like Hamilton or maybe to a place like Quebec City. But moving to Seattle, moving to Milwaukee, I bet they dig a damn hockey team. But I digress for a second. Now, Canada, they love their sports in Canada. They love their hockey. They love their Canadian football with their wide team and their wide, what is it, the field they have. They love their sports in Canada. And when the Blue Jays are good, Toronto is baseball crazy. Now, it is an element of fair weather fandom. It wasn't that long ago that the Sky Dome or the Rogers Center, whatever the hell it's called, was deader than a doornail. But we've seen in a couple of pockets, especially the late 80s, early 90s, and the current incarnation, when the getting's good in Toronto, there's no more intense place. And the Blue Jays are in an interesting situation. They are the only team in the country. They represent the entire nation of Canada. Now, of course, there were the Montreal Expos for a while, and maybe someday the city of Montreal will have another major league team. Maybe because it's, this has been the longest Baseball has gone without an expansion since the first expansion in 1961. This is the longest we've gone without an expansion. Yeah, I think baseball can afford it, especially if they start to open up some of the doors to the talent in some of the other countries, including Cuba. I think we can afford to find eh, 60 more major leaguers and put them in uniform. Maybe figure out, put a team in Charlotte, maybe put a team in Portland, maybe put a team in Montreal, maybe put a team in San Antonio, maybe put a team in Albuquerque. I think there's two more markets we could put a team into. And I would love it to be Montreal, just between you and me and whoever the hell else is listening to this. But for now, Toronto's got it. The whole damn country. And whether you live in Ottawa 
or whether you live in Edmonton, it is understood that if you have a team, if there is a team that you root for, then it is going to be the Toronto Blue Jays. So why the hell would you black them out? Well, because we're trying to get television ratings. I'm going to hit you with this ski. I'm holding a ski. I will hit you with it. You know, you got to black out an entire region, an entire country of a bigger landmass than the United States of America. Obviously, you're not trying to insinuate that you have to drive all the way from Whitehorse in the Yukon to get to Toronto to see a ball game. Obviously, that's not what's going on. So what is going on? You want to have high ratings for baseball night in Canada? Is that really what you're trying to do? You're still clinging to the idea that everyone will come running to their television to watch it? Or do you want to do what the Winnipeg Jets and the freaking New York Islanders are doing, and that is sit like a squatter? saying, watch my game. Canadian Twitter should have the Blue Jays on the sidebar all the time. And yeah, you can have ads. Yeah, you can find this or that, the other thing. You'll have eyeballs. You'll have people wanting to follow the game and buy the product and watch it on their, their device. Because this is Canadian, I'm trying to be nicer. But by blacking out an entire country, you're blacking out Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Um, what is the new one? It used to be all the Northwest Territories, and it's now Nunavut? Is that how you pronounce it? Nunavut? I don't know. If I'm sitting on Prince Edward's Islands, eating mussels, sitting at my table, overlooking my cable knit sweater, eating my muscles, and I said, you know what, I'm going to catch the Jays. You shouldn't have to say, well, you know, you can go to your local bar or you can sit in your living room. That's how you're going to watch the Jays. If not, why don't you watch the Padres play the Diamondbacks? I don't care about the Padres and the Diamondbacks. Why? Because baseball's interest is local. But for the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays' interest is national. Think about that for a second. It is the only team that has a nation. Sure, there's Red Sox Nation, Cub Nation, all that stuff. That's a nickname. The Jays have an actual nation and can build upon that and could be, look at You talk about a big market team. You talk about the Yankees. You talk about the Dodgers. You talk about the Red Sox. In terms of a big market team, the Toronto Blue Jays are playing to a population of 35 million. I don't know what that beep was. 35 million Canadians have one baseball team. And you are going to tell 35 million Canadians that if you want to watch your baseball team, we're going to make it harder for you. This is absolute stupidity. Fear, stupidity, and cowardice. And I don't understand why it's that hard to understand. I don't understand why you, you can't, people can't get this. This. This whole bullshit. Sorry, Ray, but it's bullshit. 
that a country that should be going bananas, baseball should be going all over. They should have those, those, those tennis rackets on their feet walking through the snow trying to get people into baseball and say, hey, you're not winning the Stanley Cup. Maybe you could get into this game when it thaws out. Or maybe you're going to build a a snowball and throw it to someone with a stick. I don't know. But you don't make it harder. We are now in the 21st century. We are approaching the one-fifth mark of this century. Think about that. If you divide a century into five chunks, in a few years, we'll be at the end of that first chunk. We will be now heading into the second chunk. And what that means is we're getting deep into this century. We're we're, we're used to writing 20 at the beginning of our checks. The television and consuming things via television was the chief way of, of getting entertainment, getting information for the second half of the 20th century. It hasn't been for a while now. It's been the Internet. The Internet showed up in the 90s, just as cable television was exploding. No one knew what to make of the Internet initially. It was looked upon as a little game, a little thing for dorks to play with. But now it is indispensable Can you imagine having any business? Forget Hewlett Packard. Forget Apple. Forget freaking, you know, uh, Caterpillar or Nabisco or Kellogg's or any huge company. Can you imagine having an artisanal lemonade store in Mountain View, California without having a web presence? Can you imagine, I don't know, Selling homemade cookies that you put in little boxes and you sell at the local grocery store. Can you imagine doing that without a presence online? Of course you can't because you'd be stupid to. That's where things exist. That's where you're listening to me now. That's where we're getting our information. That's where we get our opinions. That's where we get our sources. That's where we get... The things that divert us, the things that inspire us, the things that anger us, things that make us happy. And do you know what? When we get to the next chunk of this century, there may be something else. And it may be something that's incomprehensible to us, because how could it be something other than the Internet? Well, let me tell you something here, Chachi. There was a point where the internet was something incomprehensible, and how could it be something other than television? At one point, television was incomprehensible, and how could it be anything other than radio? Radio was incomprehensible, and how could it be anything other than the newspaper? Newspaper was a little bit off the ball, and how could it be anything but the town crier standing on a stump? Now, how will we know when baseball will completely embrace the internet? Probably the moment when something else is about to replace the Internet. Probably when there's, I don't know what it will be, brain waves. I don't know what it will be, something you drink and you learn stuff. I don't know. And you don't know. Twitter, Facebook, you listen to my voice right now, was incomprehensible 20-some-odd years ago. And now it's 
not only comprehensible, but it's indispensable in our lives. And yet baseball doesn't quite get it. They kind of get it. MLB app is great. I could stream games and listen to games. That's great. But you're kind of missing the point a little. The point, and I've made this a thousand times, and evidently I've got to make it a thousand and one times, A, people get their entertainment on the Internet. People want their entertainment on the Internet to be hassle-free. In other words, as few steps as possible, like me watching the Canadians versus the, the not the Canadians, the, uh, the Islanders versus the Jets. Very easy to get because if you're out there, guess what? Netflix, any movie you want, you just click away. Ah, I'm already watching it. Sorry, baseball. Okay, that's how people consume their entertainment. And all baseball interest, except for a loon like me or transplanted fans, almost all of the interest is local. Or, in the case of Canada, the hometown team. The hometown team for Canada is Toronto. And if you black out Blue Jay games in Canada, congratulations, you don't get it. You still don't understand how this internet thing works. Well, you know, we got to protect. You got to protect your what? What do you have to protect? Your butter churn? Your guillotine? What are you trying to protect? I'm trying to protect you. And I'm trying to expand this game into Canada. People who said, like, oh, you're, you, know, you don't like the World Baseball Classic, well, how would you like to, you know, what would you do to expand baseball beyond the borders of America? Step one, don't black out Canada. How about that? Allow Canadians to watch the Blue Jays and have it be with ease. Because trust me, they're not going to watch it if there's a hockey game on. Now let me just see here. Let me see how easy this is. I'm going to home on Twitter. Uh, live. And. There. You heard me see that? You heard me? I just went there, there, and all of a sudden I'm watching the Winnipeg Jets play the Islanders. It's 4-2 to two Winnipeg. That's how Quickly, it took. Oh, look on the side, it says tweet about the NHL. So, here I'm going to send out a tweet. Nice job, NHL. You get it. And that will be on sullybaseball.com. And by the way, you can go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere, even in Canada. The music is by Patrick Kaliski and Ted Thacker. Sitting back, watching the Jets play the Islanders with the ease that you should be watching the Jets play the Islanders. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Hey, you can call me Sully.